0: Shout out to me. I had a birthday recently. Happy birthday to me. Uh, I'm awesome. Well, I just... Yeah, that's It's loud because I'm slamming bags of, of, of pretzels, gluten-free pretzels. Also, I drank a lot of coffee right before this because I was feeling very tired because whenever I have to do my taxes, instantly I need a nap. And I have to do my taxes today. Could we... Could there be a thing where if i'm doing all of the work like if i'm adding up all of the receipts and i'm tracking all the shit and then i'm just handing an accountant numbers that he or she can't charge 400 bucks like I, I pay almost 400 and i'm giving the dude all the info there's something wrong with that i mean it's a scam taxes are a scam oh living on an island ain't it either though y'all island fever is real what is this episode about well, it's called Hotel Hell. Oh, before I start <laughs> actually having a focus, hey, uh, request for anyone listening that works in music and or is a musician themselves. I am so bored with the music on the podcast. So, so, so bored. It never was really the right fit for me, but it was inexpensive and I was doing my people-pleasing thing of trying to give my roommate at the time's friend some some love Um, It has never fit the vibe of what I wanted for the podcast. The inspiration that I gave him before he made it was, I really like Stevie Wonder and I'd like something to match kind of that sound. And then I got what I got. So uh, I am happy to pay for your services, but if you are a musician and you would like to be featured on the podcast, I would love to give you a feature and I would also love to change up the music. So if you are a musician, know of a musician, tinker around on the ivories, what is it? What are the ways to say it? Do you make music? Because I want to change the music for the podcast. So if you do, please DM me or send us an email to servicefromhellpodcast at gmail.com. That's spelled how you would think don't send me your music directly just send me that you uh info about you i don't care who you are from where you live in the in the world actually we are global uh i just want new music um not not no shade to the person that put it together he just didn't listen to me at all and i had to pay him anyway so if someone knows what they're doing and knows the like stevie wonder-esque sound um that uh, of which i am obsessed please slide into my DMs or email me. Would really appreciate it. Okay, folks, let's get on with the show. Oh, yeah. And I forgot to mention, this is a bonus episode. You could probably tell by the title and the fact that I didn't credit any guests. It's just me, y'all. Let's go. Okay starting this episode with a huge thank you to my mom who uh, took me to Nashville, Tennessee for my birthday. I love country music. I love Tennessee. I love a lot of things that are, uh, I guess, I guess Tennessee counts as the South. Don't, don't, I don't want any lectures about the Mason-Dixon line. Nobody talked to me about it. I don't care. They have Southern accents. They wear boots, whatever. Uh, Also shout out to my mom who bought me my first official pair of boots because all the other pairs of boots I've had have been borderline plastic. And as the woman at the boot barn told me, she said, oh no, those always disintegrate and they don't blend well or mold well to your ankles. So yeah, uh, thanks mom for a lovely trip. This whole podcast is going to sound like I had a terrible time. I didn't. I had a great time. But our hotel sucked and that's what this is about. Let's talk about it in this bonus episode, Hotel Hell. We ate at Jeff that, uh, in Tennessee with the hottest bartenders literally on the planet. I don't know how you recruit your men, but oh my God. Uh, yeah, whatever y'all are doing, keep doing. I literally turned to my mother and said, I'm thinking of moving here. That's how attractive those bartenders were. Uh, they all do sit-ups. They obviously lift a lot of weights. And my God. Uh, so shout out to Jeff Ruby's in Nashville, Tennessee. If you want to see some of the hottest men alive, they are working behind the bar and uh, someone will be playing the piano above them, but you can't even pay attention to him because of what you're looking at below that. My God. Uh, extra special shout out to them because they made me um, fun mocktails because I said, okay, I don't want booze, but I want something fun. And they just made it up. Uh, so they were hot and generous and good at what they did holler at your girl. Anyway, that's uh, that's that. So anyway, I had a great time on the trip. We had the best time. We got great customer service all along the way. We had some really lovely experiences, but those aren't why y'all listen to this show. And so I am not talking about any of those, uh, minus the free plug that I just gave to Jeff Ruby's in in Nashville. Um, But other than that, I'm going to talk about (laughs) what we went through at our hotel. Here we go. Okay, so uh, I will not give the name of the hotel because they don't want to get sued. And if the experience is any indication of the management there, uh, I think that they they are liberal with their ways of squashing people. So if I if I make no reference to what it was directly, um, they can't come after me. I will use names, but I won't use the name of the hotel. And also, you won't know exactly where it is because Nash- Nashville is huge. And even if I said the name of this chain. is very recognizable there are several of them in the city i looked it up so it doesn't matter but the reason that i want to talk about this is because do you know those experiences where you have in customer service it's kind of how i've always felt at the library where like you have to tiptoe because you're most assuredly going to interact with someone who's angry and that person is going to be behind the desk and they're going to act like every question you ask them is just the biggest burden of life and that they like simply can't be bothered. Those customer service experiences, it's kind of like the, the I, I don't know, I can't think of a, of a reference, like the soup Nazi, I guess, from Seinfeld, although I'm not quite up to those episodes yet. But it's like where the cu- person in the customer service experience as the provider of the service feels like they have all the power and operates as if they do. And everybody just is so... On their heels about that, because that happens so rarely that everybody just falls in line and everyone's like, oh, okay, I guess they're the boss now. And so they get to treat you kind of shitty. That was this hotel. Before you even walk in, so we park, we get out of the car, long drive. We drove from um, Ohio to Tennessee. So it was like five hours. We get out, we're tired, we've been sitting all day, whatever. The very first thing you see before the second set of glass doors open is a sign that warns you about not having pets. This is not a pet friendly hotel. It is a $250 fine. If you bring a pet, they will find out. Uh, You can't sneak them in the back. There are cameras everywhere. If they find out from the cleaning staff or whomever else that you have a pet in your room, not only are you immediately charged $250, but also your stay has abruptly ended and you will be responsible for paying for the entire duration that you booked. So I gotta guess that they've had a pet problem. And during COVID, I know that there was an uptick. I'm not looking up the stats because who cares. But I know that there was an uptick of a lot of pets being brought to hotels because people were leaving much like I did. People were leaving the cities where they lived. So they were bringing their pets with them, shockingly. Anyway, so you see that sign. And I was like, damn, I guess some dog did some damage. So then you get to the front desk and then there is there are like... I don't know how you would describe them uh, shields, but they're not the COVID shields. The desk was absolutely designed this way so that it's not an open desk that you see it like those super fancy, really expensive hotels. It's almost as if they've built cubicles into the front desk. And so you have to talk around the these like pillars that are in front of these people to try and have an interaction with the people at the front desk, which they don't want to have with you taped to these like cubicle pillar looking things is a another let us let y'all know this is not a pet friendly hotel sign then a new a new warning that is letting you know that checkout time is promptly 11 a.m and don't even think about calling down for some sort of extended late checkout it's at 11 here's how much it costs the full day rate if you stay long 1101 full day rate so that's up there and then on the other side of the pillar is the pet sign again. So now we've seen the pet sign three times. Now you see the uh, checkout time is 11 o'clock in two, on both pillars that are there. I keep calling them pillars. It's like the cubicles, whatever. Then there's another sign slapped right in the middle that says, Hello, I'm Kat. And then it lists, it was a list of over 20 things. And when I tell you that it read like the terms and conditions of Apple, I was like, Oh, I'm not reading this. And also when you check into a hotel eat the the, the, one of the hardest parts of customer service in general is repetition. I say this all the time about fast food restaurants. I don't know how y'all keep frying those fries and keep your sanity. I don't get it. And in in a similar vein, I don't know how at a hotel you check a bunch of people in and you repeat yourself over and over and over again. Shout out to Patrick, one of my best friends who I love so dearly, who worked at a hotel in Manhattan for over a decade and kept a a great attitude and was taken really good care of but loved helping people he's an actor so he was doing that on the side so it wasn't like his primary thing but he loved it he was kind and the stories he tells he met some of the most fantastic people this hotel was not that So you see these signs and I'm looking at the sign and I read the first two numbers and I don't remember because my brain was that exploded at this point because I thought oh this is going to be that kind of experience and the first two were like giving you instructions about how to be like checking in or whatever and I thought now I could understand if the person working at that time were hard of hearing and so it's you know you give you've been given us you've given us your name and you've given us a list of questions to be answered so that you don't, if you, in case you miss them, the list of the answers is there. Right. So I'm like, okay, whatever. So we walk in and the girl who is working at that woman, who's working at the desk, looks up, looks back down and continues to play a game on her phone. Here's the thing. I talk about it all the time on the show. There are very few things that are going to make me homicidal because I get how hard customer service is and I get that, like, people are rude to you. When someone's walking in for the first time to your hotel, mm, I understand that words with friends is super fun or whatever, I don't play it, but I hear that it is, or Wordle, what's the cool one now? I'm a boomer, I don't care. Whatever this stupid game is, is Candy Crush still a thing, are we doing that? Great, you're playing Candy Crush, or whatever. I get that those games are addicting. That's the whole point of them, they're supposed to be. What I don't get is the check-in process, if it takes longer than five minutes, you're doing your job wrong. It should be so quick. You ain't walking us up to the room, you ain't even helping us with our bags. All you have to do is look us up by our last name, Hand us keys, tell us a few things, and send us on our way. That's it. Top to bottom, that should be really a sub two-minute experience. So she keeps playing on her phone. And then I do this super passive-aggressive, because, you know, that's me. And she looks up and says nothing. And so my lovely mom, trying to keep it positive, is like, oh, we're here to check in. And the response is, last name. And my mom's like, oh, gives gives her our last name and she looks it up and she was like taking her time saying no words on the desk is a is a printed out sheet of paper about a uh shuttle and there's the way that it works is like where this hotel was was not in the center of downtown Nashville and it was slightly outside and so a shuttle downtown is great because parking downtown was exorbitant if you were you know unlucky and couldn't find a meter or whatever so they're like, it's 10 bucks per person, one way, and then it pick up here, drop off there. The sheet gives all the info. Call this number. Tell us when you want to book. Now, you could also book through the front desk. So as you can imagine, as a customer, that's confusing if I then go to ask you a question about it and your response is, we don't have anything to do with that. That's a third-party separate company. So she's, so we see this sheet, and I go to ask a question about it while she's looking, us, looking things up, and she goes, "Oh, that's a third party, that's a third- party thing. We don't have anything to do with that." And I say, "Oh, okay." So then I turn to my mom and I go, "I wonder if this just comes on the hour." She hears me say that and she goes, "No. We have to call it for you." okay, you can see how that's a contradictory statement to what you've previously said, because either you're involved or you're not. But the halfway I can be pissed at you no matter what situation ain't it. So I said, oh, okay, so we just come down here and tell you when we need it. And she goes, look at the sheet. It runs on the hour. So I'm like, oh, we start off Great. So then she turns to my mom and sees if my mom wants to join some sort of weird get your points club for this corporate hotel. And my mom is nice and like figured that it probably did something for that girl to be able to sign us up because her tone very much changed when it came to something that could benefit her. And my mom's like, sure, no problem. Gives her her email address and gives, you know, gives her the appropriate information. And she goes, oh, we have this $20 and then stops. And turns to the guy that was seated at the chair next to her, who also didn't really acknowledge us, and goes, oh, it's a Costco deal, like for the hotel, so do they get the credit? And he goes, no. And then I, at this point, am annoyed, and I just go, oh, what was that? And she was like, oh, well, there's like a $20 credit that we'll give you for the gift shop or this marketplace or whatever the stupid overpriced bullshit was in the front of the in the lobby. We'll, we will give you a $20 credit for that, but you have a Costco uh, deal in the room, so we don't give you that okay so we're already here's the thing that i for anybody that's worked in customer service especially on a client facing side like like hotel services you never want to present a carrot of something that they someone could have had and then say no in fact some hotels train you to never say no they'll say i you you can be trained to say let me look into that or um i need to get some more information on that knowing that the answer is no i know this because my friend patrick what up patrick And in the ways that you're basically saying no without saying no, this chick was so clear. Like, nah, you could have gotten this, but you don't. Okay, fine. My mom signs up. She proceeds to not tell us the room number. She hands us the keys and goes back to her phone. End of interaction. So now I have confusion on the little shuttle bus. I don't know where the room is. And we've had nothing else explained. So we turn and see a sign, a helpful sign this time, that's over in the sort of kitchen bar area that that has the listed hours for breakfast, which by the way, hotels in the Midwest and the South still give you breakfast, which is super cool, because not a lot of them do. And so we see that sign. So that's a question that we won't be asking her. And I'm certain on the list of things that the hi I'm cat list that I made reference to before had on it, it probably answered some of these questions. But as we say in kindergarten, use your words that's your job. We don't say that in kindergarten, but it is your job. So I open the key card and I figure out what our room is. And then I ask, oh, is the, you know, a fitness center open or the pool or whatever. And the guy jumps in at this point and he's like, the pool's up until 10, the fitness center's 24 hours. And that was it. And I was like, okay, fine. So we get our stuff and we go up to the room and both my mom and I, who have been gone driving all day, would like to get online. I had to work and she had to, we both had to work. So on the key card little holder thing, it says, you go to this website to get online. So I go to that website. And on that website, it says, enter your last name and your room number. So I do that. And then it says, enter this code. And there's a code on the key card holder. I do that. And the internet doesn't work. I do it again. I do it for my phone. My mom does it and it never works. So what would have solved this situation is if it had been explained to us when we walked in. But of course that didn't happen. So I call down and I'm like, yo, that's probably not how I said I was like, hello, could you explain to us? Um, I've entered the last name and the code. And before I could get the words out, she goes, that's not how you get on the Wi-Fi. Interrupts me. And I said, well, how do you do it? And she said, you go to the other tab and you go to the public network. And I said, OK, anything else? And she hung up. So we've already started off on a real rough note and I'm pissed. And so I tell my mom how to get online and I'm just like, okay, this is just, this is going to be the experience that we're going to have. But it just continued to get worse. And I started to think, I'm like, am I on Curb Your Enthusiasm? Like, is this really, this feels like a bit. There's no way that this is going to continue like this. But yet it did. So I get the Wi-Fi situation handled fine. I have to ask about the... We were going to take the shuttle downtown to get dinner. I was still confused because of her lengthy ex- explanation before. Who, who? How on earth would I be confused? Because it's a third party, but it's not a third party, but they call them, but they don't call them, but they pick them up here, but it's not every hour. You can see my confusion. So instead of getting hung up on, and because I'm petty and wanted to make her have to explain it. I go back down to the desk, and the gentleman who sort of checked us in but also mostly ignored us is seated there. He's got earbuds in. He's also playing on his phone. And I turn, and she's on the phone. And so I turn to him, and he looks up and he goes, "I'm off the clock," and puts his head back down and keeps doing what he was doing. And I was like, "I'm going to burn this whole building down. This is insane." So so homegirl gets off the phone and then she looks at me, says nothing just looks at me, which is so, so pleasant. It's just so pleasant. And I said, hi, I'm curious about the uh, the shuttle. You know, we're just a little confused. Can we use it tonight? Because we got in, I think, on a Friday, and I just assumed it was busy. I don't know. He then proceeds to talk over the girl and try and mansplain the shuttle to me. I don't turn and look at him because, as he's noted, he's off the clock. So I stay laser focused on the girl who I'm assuming her name is Kat. She wasn't wearing a name tag. And really, that's probably the only thing that saved her job was that she didn't have a name tag so that all of the people she was terrible to couldn't mention her by name. So I'm looking at her and she's like saying what he's saying. And I just am my my mouth. Once I picked it up off of the floor, I was just like, oh, this is going to be that. This is going to be the experience that we have collectively. And I was covered in anger. And do you know those types of customer service experiences that like what I described up top, where it's like, you know, the person is just going to keep being shitty to you. And it does this weird thing to your brain. I've seen this happen to so many people. This, this happened at the comedy store too. Like when you establish you're going to be a bitch and you're the one, or you're going to be offering the customer service. Some people become shrinking violets and kind of slink into themselves and just let you continue to be terrible to them. Other people give it right back to you. But I was like, oh, this is an experience where this girl establishes her dominance and then subsequently another girl working in her same position who was probably around the same age, I'd say late 20s, early 30s, who are just bitter just bitter. They don't want to be working there. They picked up the job because they had to and they hate you. They hate you for staying at the hotel. They hate you for breathing. They just hate you. And so you start to do the thing of like, okay, well, I can't ask them this. I immediately went into, oh, this is my abusive boyfriend and I have to be tiptoey just not to make them mad. And that made me mad, too, because I was like, you're in a customer service job. Really? Like, so they had that whole sort of vibe of you better not ask us anything and it's like it's like your mom about to slap you where you're like oh, I just don't want to get hit like it's like for you, you just exist and they're pissed that was this whole thing and look I get it repeating yourself is really irritating and working in hotels is really hard and you probably have seen the worst of the worst and dogs probably have pissed in these rooms and it probably is enormously frustrating from their side of things but I'm asking you questions. There's no way I know the answer to, boo-boo. I don't live here. I don't work here. I've never been here before. You know what? You're right. I don't know how the Wi-Fi works. And when the key card holder that is in front of me and your website both say the same thing and it doesn't work, you're going to get a phone call. Because even if it was on that passive-aggressive, petty little list you had taped to your cubicle when we walked in, You could have just eliminated this phone call altogether if you just said BTW, when you want to use the Wi-Fi, the key code or the key holder, key card holder, and the website are gonna be wrong. This is how you do it. Also, your room number is 365 or whatever. Couldn't be bothered to tell us anything and acted like we were a burden. I like do anything else do anything else, do any other job. Your only job at a hotel besides checking people in is providing information about the hotel because I, none of us as a new guest or even as an old guest, it is not our job to remember any of that. And it's your job to communicate all of that. And if I come down and I ask you the same question 67 times, you get to answer it 68. So there was so one of the myriad experiences that were terrible with this chick. The second or third day we were there, the room hadn't been cleaned by like three o'clock. So I went down to work out to just be out of the room, and moseyed around or whatever. And then after my workout, I walked to the desk because I thought I don't want to take the elevator all the way back upstairs. Realize the room still hasn't been cleaned. Have to come back down, get a get a towel, do the whole deal. And also like, are towels in short supply? Is there some towel issue? Like we've got a towel drought at hotels now, or is everybody stealing them? Like trust and believe I'm not trying to steal your hotel towels. So I go to the desk and I said, Hey, uh, you know, our room still hasn't been clean. And I'm just curious if I could grab some towels for when it is, cause I'm going to need to shower or for if I'm going to need to grab some towels just so I can shower before it's clean. How do you know it wasn't cleaned? Is that a serious question? I didn't say that to her, but I'm like, because my eyeballs, my eyeballs and my brain happen to both function on a way where if I see something, my brain can recognize what it is. And when a room isn't clean, my brain is like, that room isn't clean. What do you mean? And so I said, well, before I went to work out, it wasn't clean. Can I just, could I grab some towels so that I could shower? And she goes, what room number are you in? And I tell her and she goes, and it's not clean. And I said, could I just grab some towels, please? So she slowly very passive-aggressively like drips off of the chair and saunters her way to the back after having written down the room and then comes back six hours later and hands me these freshly spit on towels and I take them and I say thank you so much have a have an exceptional day you know what have the best day of your life because it seems like you're already in route to that so I hope this continues to be the day you're the happiest to be on the planet so then she hands me the towels that she most assuredly wiped her butt with before she gave them to me. And I go and I go upstairs and the room has since been cleaned. And it's like, I didn't need the towels anyway, but who cares? I'm not returning them. And the, th- the flip side of this and what sucks for this hotel is that the cleaning people, the cleaning people were doing the most. This may be the cleanest hotel room I've ever stayed in. And I've stayed in some stupidly swanky places. They are my mom was like oh one of them worked on a cruise ship because the towels were made into swans and into ducks and into the white house and into like i've never seen more elaborate towel displays these women took pieces of tissue paper and drew eyeballs on them and made rabbits out of one of the towels, rabbits with eyes and rabbits with bow ties. They put bow ties on the ends of the two toilet paper dispensers that were to the left of the toilet, to the point where my mom and I didn't even talk about it, we agreed not to use one of them so that we could look at the bow tie for the remainder of time we were staying at this hotel. Like, I have ne- I could have eaten off the floor. They were doing the most. And we were like my mom, God bless her. She is wildly generous, and she made sure we tipped them every day. And like it, we weren't giving them twenty bucks, but like we tipped them every day, which was very nice. But they ain't know that when we walked in the room, and they already had you know a, a live replica of every major dinosaur that has ever roamed the planet sitting in the in the bathroom to greet us. It was wild. So the juxtaposition of someone who can't even look up from her phone to that, I was like, the, the problem is the reputation of this hotel is going to get tanked because your front desk is so terrible, but your rooms are pristine. And they, we were told, like, I went down when I was asking for the towels. I said, like, hey, do, do the rooms get cleaned every day? I wasn't being accusatory. I was just asking because since COVID, not every hotel cleans the rooms every day. And the girl goes, not deep cleaned. And I'm like, I'm not asking to be able to take a black light to the room and not see the jizz of my of former residents in the room. Like, I just wanted to know if we got towels. Please calm down. So the cleaning people doing the most felt so sad to me because I was like, oh, you guys are, you know, you're you're working so hard. The labor is twice on your shoulders because you're trying to make up for how horrific they're behaving at the front and like the the kitchen staff was really lovely there too for the breakfast like my mom complimented some my mom's a better person than I am she complimented something directly to the woman that was sort of overseeing it and she noticed what my mom was eating and went in the back and handed her like a fresh whatever like a sausage or something like it was very very sweet and I thought You guys are also under the thumb of these crazy front desk people and so you're overcompensating because you can see not only how they're treating people but also you're probably on the receiving end of their treatment. This is what I hate about customer service. So they're trying to do the heavy lifting. So... The sign I forgot to mention, or at least like the I read a review later, because you, do you ever do that thing where you have a horrible customer service experience somewhere? And so then you go and do a deep dive for all the one star reviews to see if they had the same experience you did. That's exactly what I did whilst we were in the hotel. I was like, no, I'm going to advisor this place and see what other people are saying. And a lot of people had similar experiences and all the people that they paid for reviews were like, the hotel was great, exclamation point. And that's as far as the review went. And I was like, yeah, that's your friend. Tina, who was asked to provide a review. Whereas all the other ones that were one star were like, yo, I don't know what's going on here, but everybody seems pissed. <laughs> so one of the reviews was like, we had the best time until we went to the pool and the kids were splashing each other and Kat came in. I'm assuming that it was the right person or maybe Kat is just this like floating name of bitter front desk employees. So that this uh, this particular hotel almost just said the name. This particular hotel like is like, yeah, Cat's going to be this sort of totally threatening persona that we all get to take on when we're in when we're trying to check people in or have any interactions what for so at all so so then back to the review she was like cat came in and told us that our kids couldn't splash and that we couldn't have glass products by the pool we didn't have any glass products by the pool and they're kids they're gonna splash like her review from her perspective was super reasonable like what they were doing and then I see all these other signs and get told repeatedly, there's no glass products by the pool. There's no glass products by the pool. And I just, I wanted to ask, but again, crippled with fear from all of these psychos, from Cat, the persona of Cat, who the fuck was coming in there with that much glassware? Like, did a rep from Budweiser straight up stay at the hotel and bring a whole bunch of bottles and like, like a squirrel, like bury them in the cement by the pool? I just kept thinking like, who, everybody knows no glassware by the pool. That's a thing. No matter if you're at a hotel pool or a life pool, like life pool, is that what it is? No. But you can't have glassware by wa- bottles of water. Okay. Like I, I, it just, I just felt like this place felt like the, the school teacher that should have retired 10 years prior, but just couldn't bring herself to do it. So she stayed at the party too long and then everything made her mad so her she had such such a short leash for this stuff that like the she the proverbial she that is cat became all of these employees so all of them had enough bad experiences whether in life or at this hotel that they were like we're taking it out on all of you and so there was i was like all right so no glassware at the pool and and let me tell you the opportunity for a joke was very much there where i could have gone to the desk every day that i saw this this crazy bitch was working and be like Hey, I was just wondering if I could bring my beer down by the pool or some, or, Hey, I was just wondering if I could bring a a bottle of Coke down there just to be annoying. But I was so scared that she was going to let off mace in the room or do something crazy that I was like, no, I'm not even going to make the joke. But like, who hurt you? I, I wanted to say that in general to everybody that was working at the front desk, like who hurt you? Because the way that you're behaving was as if I took your boyfriend on the side had sex with him in one of the hotel rooms, returned him to you, and then expected you to be nice to me. Like, homegirl, we've never met. Cat, Cat's your name? I don't know you, Cat, And I don't live here. So no, I don't know about the Wi-Fi. No, I don't know about this weird third-party shuttle. No, I didn't know that home dude was off the clock when he's seated at the desk and was not off the clock when I was down there 25 minutes previously, but all of a sudden is off the clock now and can't answer the question, but is going to anyway. Like, What? And so we didn't realize like how bad it was until my mom and I would have these conversations of like, because she would go down there earlier than I would. And she was like, oh, yeah, there's this older woman who works at the desk in the mornings and she seems really nice. And so my mom literally like we wanted we literally checked out two days early. Or a day. We checked, whatever. We checked out early from how we had the trip booked because of how terrible they were making this experience. Like, this is how much negative energy drowns the world. There was only really three employees working at the front desk who were shitty, and they were so shitty that we were like, we don't even want to walk into the hotel. Like we're leaving early. They lost money. And so on the review that I haven't written yet, I want to be like, this did affect your bottom line. And also, I have a show where I'm going to talk about it. And if people DM me and want to know the hotel name, I may or may not give it to them. Like, I just thought, I was like, you don't know. I would get it if I came at you hot, if I were rude first, If you know, sometimes people have bad days. If it were one time, one day, one interaction with one employee, or maybe two interactions in the same day, I think, boy, she's having a bad day. We stayed at this hotel for five days. Every single day, this bitchy entity known as Cat was working there and it embodied three different staff members and all three of them treated us like this at various times of the day for different questions, requesting different things. So it's not like you could say, oh, towels really do it for Cat. Cat gets real hot when you ask about towels. It wasn't that simple. It was like Cat gets real hot when there's customers, full stop. And that's wild to me, work in any other field. And the other thing is, I live in California. Weed is everywhere. I'm not here to judge. There's a lot of stoners in my life who are high all day, every day, from morning till night. That's a choice that you can make out here. I don't care. If you come to your job and you simply despise the existence of others and you add a little bit of weed on top of that and it makes you work slower, the energy you're putting out, which is a 2% at best and then you get high on top of that a corpse would do the job better and more efficiently than you're doing it and a corpse wouldn't be an asshole so i would much prefer to talk to your dead grandmother than interact with you cat at this hotel that's how insane it was and it was clear that like i mean it was clear that two of them were high i mean that was just part of it i told my mom that and she was like what really and i was like yeah girl two of them are on the moon so there was, so this is how I knew that it was bad. And I was like, I have to talk about this on the show. The second, second to last night, I think, or last night we were there. We got in late cause we went on this ghost tour in Nashville. And this is very eager, 18 year old blonde headed kid who says he wants to be an actor and wants to come out to LA. And I said to him, Oh God, <laughs> LA is going to eat you up. God bless. May he do well. But his name is Austin. Good luck, Austin. Austin gave us this lovely little ghost city tour. We were walking around. It was freezing out. We had a lovely time, but we got in later than we had been getting in. I think we got in at like 1130. And that was the latest for sure we had gotten in. And there was this new guy at the desk. And I was like, oh, Interesting. But I try not to make eye contact. I keep my head low because as any good abuse survivor will tell you, you just don't want to upset the apple cart. And poking the bear can sometimes look at just acknowledging their existence. So you do everything you can to not poke the bear. And he looked at us and made eye contact and smiled and stood up because we were two women walking in. And this is technically the South kind of. And I was like, oh, oh, oh oh, they're going to be nice to us now. And my whole energy shifted. And in my head, I was like, nah, nah, I got to say something. So I walked over to him and I, well, actually first I took my mom up to the room. Then I walked back downstairs. I made an effort to go talk to this gentleman and I was like, hey, um, I just wanted to talk to you quickly. Um, do you, uh, is there something like with some of the staff members here that they really are very unhappy? And he goes, "Oof." he goes, well, and I said, because I'll be honest, you're the first person to acknowledge us when we come into the hotel. You're the first person to make eye contact and you're the first person to smile. And I wanted to come and talk to you and just let you know, like, it is affecting your bottom line like we are leaving early because it's been such a rough experience and he was so dejected and he was like oh my gosh i'm so sorry that's not at all what we uh, aspire to here you know he was using very sort of managerial language but i knew he wasn't a manager because he was working well i didn't know that actually i assumed he wasn't because he was working third shift and i was like yeah i said you know i don't mean to complain but i said I have just tried to ask a few questions and I've thought, well, I shouldn't ask that because they might get mad. And he goes, yeah, we've heard that a few times as of late. And he said, all I can tell you is we have some new staff members that seem to not know. How did he word it? It was basically like not know the caliber of customer service we aim to offer here. And, um, I will make a note of it and I will let people know. And I just thought, Oh God, like, Oh God. And like, I I just felt sorry for him. So shout out to Jared. That was his name is his name. And he was working the late shift and found the energy to not only make eye contact and smile at us, but also stand up when we walked in and icing on the cake to be like, hey, I'm really sorry that you were having a terrible time with these really shitty people who shouldn't be doing this job. But it was, I mean, I can't imagine, like, I I swear we were on an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm because I was just like, how are they allowed to speak to anyone like this? Because we weren't unique. We would walk in and we we were watching them check people in, obviously, like at various times as we would walk in and out of the hotel. And there was this one couple who literally kept, I heard them say, in just walking past them, I heard them say, oh, sorry, maybe 10 times. Oh, uh, sorry. Could we get our keys? Oh, sorry. Could we blah, blah, blah. And like at one point um, I lost my mom's key. And so we were down to one key and I had to go down to the desk and get another key made. And I was like, Hey, I've lost my key. You know, is there a way to get another key made? Won't look at me. Different girl, different cat entity. What's your room number? I give it to her. She makes the key and puts it on the desk. She doesn't hand it to me. She puts it on the desk. And I was just like, I would and told my mom, I was like, I'm over this. Like, I'm completely over this. And it's affecting the experience that we're having. Like, I just couldn't because I can't let that stuff go. That's my shit. You know, I just can't let it go because it's so easy to be nice. It's so easy. And I was just like, what is happening in this dystopian nightmare where you guys are the ones in charge and I feel like I'm in prison and we're paying a grip of money to be here for this abuse experience? Like, I'm not into some dom, sub, whatever the hell this experience is. Like people have to have to sign up for that. I did not sign up for that. This is not some weird sex club. This is a hotel in Nashville. Like I'm not into this at all. And I am not going to give you more money for this experience. It was wild. Now, I will say, because as I told, I told someone about this experience and they were like, well, this is due to the labor shortage. Here's what I'll say. There is not a labor shortage full stop, end of sentence. There is a shortage of good laborers who took time during COVID to reflect on this, who see these companies clearing upwards of a billion freaking dollars a year and being told you have to work for minimum wage or below, and who are like, oh, I'm not willing to work for pennies to make you billions. And so, good laborers, myself included, stepped out of the labor market and said, Have at it, everybody else. Continue to make billions off of the backs of people who don't give a shit about your business. So, is there a labor shortage? No. Is there a shortage of laborers willing to work be- to basically just get by barely and live 10 people to a one bedroom so that they can just barely make ends meet and send their kids to school? There's a shortage of that. There's for sure a shortage of that. And because we all took time to realize y'all are clearing billions and millions and billions of dollars as companies and you pay your labor pool jack shit so you're making that money off of the backs of our labor. We are the ones who stand up at the hotel desk and greet people and make eye contact and explain how the goddamn Wi-Fi works and hand you your keys and don't just put them on the desk and don't put up a whole bunch of passive aggressive signs at every inch of a free window where the sun should be shining in. I'm being reminded not to bring my pit bull and also that if I have glass in my hands, I will be executed out back like what you have a shortage of is laborers willing to have those conversations and what you'll end up with if you aren't willing to pay people well is people with, I don't know, felonious histories or undocumented folks. Those are not one and the same. And the abused. Add And you add weed to any of those titles and you get the experience we had. Like we paid over a grand to be here and you have the gall to hang up on me <laughs> like, when I'm asking about Wi-Fi. Like I'm mad again. But I'm going to stop being mad about this. But I just, I cannot... I cannot understand, like I get that not everybody does the job that they want to be doing at any given time. I get that. And have I been guilty of having an attitude at the various jobs I haven't wanted to have? Absolutely. Like I am not above any of this, but what I do know is that if I'm working in customer service in any capacity, especially if I'm working at hotels, the the, the bare minimum that I can do is acknowledge the human beings that come up to the desk. The bare minimum that I can do is hand them their keys. But when they call to ask about the Wi-Fi you didn't explain, but is probably on the passive-aggressive, hi, I'm cat list, you don't hang up on them after having interrupted them to tell, like, to how dare I not know how this works when two different forms of communication have said this is exactly how it works and now it's not working. I just... I'm sweating. Like, I just can't. This is where I'm uh, like, customer service is so hard. It is so hard. It is so hard. It is so hard. It ain't that hard. It doesn't look like that. And I get it if you're new. Like, Jared's excuse for them was that they were new. When I was new, and every time I've been new at a job, I just say, Hey, you got to bear with me. I'm super new. I'm trying to learn the ropes. Like, thank you so much for being patient. And you just do the assumptive thank you. Thank you for being patient, assuming they will be. If you're new in a hotel job that is not, you're not in the middle of Manhattan. You're in the outskirts of downtown Nashville, Tennessee. It's not like people are clamoring to get into this location. We were off the beaten path. Like it was a perfect location, mom, when you listen to this. It was, it was perfect. My point in illustrating where it was is is that this was not a turn and burn everybody's checking in and everybody's checking out at the same time this was it was across well I better be careful because you'll be able to figure out what it is but it was it was near to a very well-known massive hotel that's more of a resort experience where most people are staying in this area like I seriously doubt the hotel where we were was sold out at any point when we were there and like I I I just had to talk about it because I was just like, I've never experienced anything like that. And like where we stayed, we went to Texas last year around my birthday or for my birthday. And the hotel room remained dirty the whole time. It was never clean, not once. And it was frustrating. And like we talked about it and the people at the front desk, like it was not great service in general. But I just kept thinking to myself, this is not because people don't want to work. This is because people don't want the million dollars of profit or the billion dollars of profit that you are making as a sole business owner to be on their backs anymore. It's kind of the peasants revolt, but somebody's doing these jobs. And I just thought like poor Jared, that guy that was working in the third shift, I thought he, my guess is he's the son of the owners. That's what I took it as because I think the elderly woman that was really nice in the morning, I think she's probably an owner. And I think this is probably her son and that they're just like trying to get people to do the job but my God, this was, uh, it was intense. And here's the thing. I stayed in hotel. Well, I stayed in hostels in Vietnam where they hated me and they were nicer. So, you know, on the test, on the quiz for what makes a good hotel, I'd say it starts at the front desk. So if you're listening to this and you own a hotel or you manage a hotel, just know how much the front desk matters. I am tempted to send them this episode and just be like, you're lucky I didn't say the name, but I'm not going to. And look, I'm not looking to get those girls fired or that guy fired, but I am very curious because attitude reflects leadership. So I would understand if it were one of the employees and she was high and didn't care and whatever, but the fact that it was three employees at the front, and then you've got your cleaning people doing the most in the rooms and you've got the person working in the kitchen doing even more than the most, you got to wonder you gotta wonder where it's coming from because attitude does reflect leadership. And yeah, that was a, it was a very unique experience. I got an episode out of it, so I guess that's good. But yeah, it was, um, it was rough. It was rough. So I don't recommend staying at that hotel in Nashville. I do recommend Nashville. I love that city, but yeah, I don't recommend staying there. I do recommend the country music hall of fame. That was really fun, but yeah. So um, that was our experience. Uh, it was a it was a hellacious hotel, except it was very clean and there was food. So I guess it wasn't as bad as it could be. Somebody listening to this in a different country is like, bitch, shut up. The, the worst is that they wouldn't be nice to you. And it's like, yeah, but they wouldn't be nice to us and we're spending a lot of money. <laughs> okay. Well, folks, just remember there's no labor shortage. There's a shortage of people willing to do shitty jobs for no pay. That's what there's a shortage of. Um, solidarity with the union workers at hotels. I totally get it. Solidarity with my friend Patrick, who works at hotels. Uh, and yeah, um, thank, thank you, hotel customer service people that get how much it matters and how, who are kind to us and who keep the experience fun, know that you matter. And it's one of those jobs where you only notice it if it's done poorly, because I've never thought of, you know, you just don't think about a hotel check-in clerk being an asshole. So you don't think you need to praise them for being nice, but it is a hard job and you are repeating yourself a lot. So also slide into my DMs. If you work at a hotel, I keep getting, trying to get Patrick on that podcast, but he won't say yes to me. So if you work at a hotel or have worked at a hotel, slide into my DMs. Also, we said it at the top of this episode, but we mean it still. If you or anyone you know works in music and would like to do music for the show, we would really appreciate it. Please send us an email to servicefromhellpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Remember, if you can't afford to tip or you can't afford to be nice you can't afford to go out. So don't be garbage and be good to people. It's easier that way. Thank you so much for listening to this bonus episode about a halicia's hotel experience in Nashville, Tennessee. Thank you folks so much for listening. Good night.